my advice is the only sure way of failing is either not starting or quitting once you've started. That is the only way you guarantee yourself that you will not be successful. So if you go in and you say, I'm going to start and I'm going to keep going no matter how hard it gets or how frustrated I get, you are already on your, the path to success. I would also say that you want to dream big, have big ideas, but also start small. Hey, hey, you are listening to the Because I Can Life podcast, where we believe we can decide our own income, choose happiness, kick fear in the teeth, and never, ever stop. Why? Because we can. I'm your host, Allison J. Prince, and I went from being a junior high science teacher to building four online multi-million dollar businesses with four kids at my feet. Each week, I'm bringing you real conversations that have led me, as well as other experts, to step into our dream online business lifestyle so that you can get the answers you need to craft your Because I Can Life as well. Take that first step and commit now to your Because I Can Life by downloading your free personal bundle at allisonjprince.com forward slash bundle. Hey, welcome to today's podcast episode. Before we get started, I want you to imagine if you were a teacher and you doubled your yearly salary in a day. Yes, a day. Do you think it would completely change your life? Well, my guest today just had that happen to her. She was a school teacher last year, so hitting those numbers was a very big deal because she doesn't take that number lightly. Katie Oliver crushed her business goals in 2019 by selling out before Cyber Weekend even started and hit six figures in the first 15 days of November. And you want to know another cool part to this? Just up until recently, she was able to hit sales numbers with just one product. That's right. Not a complete collection or a huge store of products. It was one offer. So in today's interview, I'm asking her questions that I've seen others ask her in my zero to 100k Facebook group. That zero to 100k group is a closed Facebook group that I offer my students where they're able to get more hands-on help with additional coaching and training and some of the randomness fun that we throw in there. She's been in the group for a little over a year. She's spoken at ClanCon last year, and she was just actually nominated Because I Can Life Member of the Month as she has been so open in sharing and helping others. If you are growing a business, you need to be in some type of a community where you can ask questions, listen to others who are successful, and to be able to feel safe. Get in a group so you can rub shoulders with the teacher, with other like-minded people, and those who are crushing it just like Katie Oliver. When I first started my business journey, oh my goodness, I felt so alone. And I felt alone a lot. So when I decided to start teaching about e-commerce, business, and money, I wanted to make sure that desolate feeling could no longer be an issue. I wanted the people I taught to be heard, to feel inspired, and to be able to celebrate their wins without being criticized. Get yourself 
a community, whether it be a Facebook group, local meetups, Zoom conference calls, you are not alone. So don't think you have to do it all by yourself. All right, let's dive into Katie's interview because your brain just might be throwing out fireworks during this episode. Okay, so Katie, thank you for being here. Can you just start by giving us a little bit of your background? Let everybody know how you started, why you started, and just the background of Katie Oliver. Yeah, so I am from Seattle, Washington, and I'm married and have three boys. My boys are 16, 14, and 10. And we got started in 2012. We had a family tradition that we called the 25 Days of Christ, and it was a way that we focused on Christ during the Christmas season. 25 ornaments and nightly devotionals, and the, these ornaments are symbolic of the stories that we would read, and we would hang an ornament each night. And along the way, we had lots of friends and family who were interested in that product or that tradition and wanted to start something similar in their family. And we kind of came up with the idea that we could start selling these as kits. People could make their own ornaments. And so in 2012, we put together 200 of these ornament kits and launched a little website and put it out there to the world and it was well received that first year. We did 200 and we sold out in two weeks. We put another 200 together really quickly that year and we sold those out in a few weeks. And then we hurried and did 100 more and we sold those out. So that first year we just uh, sold 500 and I think we sold out early October that year. So exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so exciting. Okay. So tell everybody like this wasn't during... A calm time in your life, right? No, my boys were young. At the time we started the business, I was a stay-at-home mom with my young boys, but two of them were home. One was in kindergarten, but the other two were home with me. So they were, I mean, they've been around and in the business from the very beginning. A couple of years ago when my youngest went back to school, when he started school, I decided I wanted to go back to teaching. I had been a teacher previous to having my first child, and I decided that I wanted to go back and do what I had gone to college for and spent years doing, which was elementary school teacher. So I went back substituting for a year, and then the year after that, a job position opened up, which was teaching art at two different elementary schools. So I had 1,200 students that I was teaching at two different elementary schools. And so we were doing the business during fourth quarter, so September, October, November, December. And I was teaching at the same time uh, along with that, along with all the other duties. And my husband works full-time too. This was not a full-time job for either of us, this business. Okay. So I love that you say this because I know a lot of people are like, I work full-time or I'm a stay-at-home mom. I just don't have the time. How did you make time a priority to focus on your business? So I think we generally have time for whatever it is that we want in life. If we want it bad enough, whether it's exercising, whether it's developing a talent or a hobby, we will make and find the time if it truly is important to us. I wanted to be able to do it all. I wanted to be able to teach. There was a part of me that really wanted to go back and give that another go. I also really wanted to continue to do the business. And so I would get up early 
before my kids woke up and I would answer customer service emails and get things in place with influencers for the day before I left for school. I didn't have a whole lot of time at school to actually do anything other than on my lunch break check-in. But then as soon as I got home, it was, we hit the ground running, you know, shipping out orders, answering more emails. I did have help. I'd hired people to come help me after school hours, teenagers and other friends to help. My kids helped a ton. My husband would come home from work. And so we didn't spend the evenings watching Netflix. We spent our evenings and our weekends working on the business. It was important to us to continue that. I love that you say that your kids, you brought your kids in and they just know this business. Like my kids think brown box decor is pretty much what happens in every family. <laughs> like it's just, that's part of the e-commerce business, right? Uh, we, yeah, we, our dinnertime conversations center a lot around business. The boys always have a ton of questions about how things are going. We're very open and honest with them about sales and numbers. We ask them for advice. We'll say, we're getting close to selling out on this product. What do you think we could do? How do you think we should handle that with our customers? What if people come and they want it? And we, we're constantly talking about how to improve our business. They always have lots of ideas for us. And it's just a family conversation that we have all the time. That's so fun. I love it. I want to come over and sit at your dinner table. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a part of that conversation. Okay. So you taught for a few years. You're doing both. Your husband's working full-time. And then just this last, was it June, July, you decided to quit teaching. Why did you decide to quit teaching? So last year in 2018, I was doing both. I was working full-time as a teacher and I was uh, running the business. And the business had gotten to a point where we either were going to grow it or we were going to sell it or be done. There was no way to continue to do both. We were feeling... We were feeling a little overwhelmed, and I would say January of 2019, I said something has got to change. I either need to just do focus on teaching full-time, or I need to focus on the business full-time. I can't continue to do both, and I think that's okay when you come to a point in your life and you make those kind of decisions. I don't regret teaching, but I knew it was a time to make a decision. The business had really seen some good growth, and I thought, that's where I think I want to spend my time. I've, I had never spent 100% of my time and energy in, during the day on the business. And I felt like there was more growth that could come there. There was things we had been wanting to do with the business, new products, new ideas that we kind of had to just leave on the back burner because there wasn't time to implement those. So last year I decided that we were going to make the jump, that I was going to be done teaching we have the luxury, my husband has a great job. We have the luxury of me being able to quit and to be able to take the business on full time. It was a big choice and it was one I definitely think was the right one. And it's been a great year of just being able to focus. Yeah, I love. So Katie sends me screenshots of herself <laughs> throughout the year and I'm dancing here in Puerto Rico. You're dancing. Like it's just so fun to watch how you are doing this month after month. Kate, now with Christmas being over and going into the new year, you're not waiting until next Christmas season to sell another product. You want to talk about how you're developing a new product so that you can sell more times during the year? Yeah. So we, we've always just had that a few Christmas products just 
you know, that's great for fourth quarter. We've added in some other products as well for a while really wanted to do an Easter product. And I always felt like it was just not the right time, not the right method for doing it. And I came in contact with the company last year and uh, I really liked the product that they were making. And I asked them to develop a private label product for us for Easter. And so I think we started that conversation maybe last February. And so we've been back and forth developing and designing it. And uh, samples are in the mail to me right now uh, to approve. And hopefully those will be produced and ready in January or February of 2020. So your goal is to have the Easter kit ready to go? Yes. Yeah, for 2020. Yes. Yes. I loved your 25 days of Christ. Now, I think one of the things that I'm so proud of you for doing is you got a trademark on the 25 days of Christ. Has that helped you to protect your product from getting knocked off? Yeah, I think there's there's only so much you can do to protect it. We wanted to trademark it for a while and and last year it became obvious that this was some a product and a business that was going to have some longevity to it and it wasn't something we did right out of the gate. We kind of waited to see how it was going to be received, how it was going to sell and we decided yeah that it was time to trademark it and to be on the lookout for, you know, other companies doing similar things and be able to protect our product a little bit. Okay. So you sold out of your Christmas stuff. When did you sell out? What did you do the rest of the time? Some people are so afraid of selling out. I actually think it's a really good thing. How did you look at selling out? For us, selling out has been a really good thing. We are known to sell out before Christmas. We always want to sell out by December 1st. The 25 Days of Christ tradition, you start it December 1st. So we always want to have products sold and to customers by December 1st. So, which is why we start pushing our product late summer, early fall. We want to get them into the hands of our customers. So the very first year when we sold out, we decided we should start collecting email addresses so we can let people know when we will restock for the next year. That first year, we did not know that you could sign up with an email service provider. So we were just having people email us their email address. I love this story. (laughs) We just put all those little pretty little emails into a spreadsheet. And then when we were back in stock the next year, we would just group those emails in batches of 20 so they didn't get marked as spam. And we just, we were just emailing them from our Gmail account. But we had that first year, I think we had something like 2,000 people on our wait list, which helped us decide how many we should produce for the next year. Kind of helped us gauge where the interest was. We knew not all 20 or all 2,000 would purchase, but we knew there was a, a huge number we could market to right away in the summer. So that email list has helped guide us for the next year and give us an idea of how many people might be interested and It's just a group we can advertise to right away. But our customers know that we have a limited number. They know that we sell out. And so that scarcity has really helped drive our sales. And when we work with influencers, they have this ground to say, this company sells out. You want to get these now, which is true. We do. And that scarcity has been a good thing for us to grow our our email list. Totally. I love, love that you've implemented that so well into your business. Now you did bring up one thing that I have to laugh about. 
your email and you sending out 20 at a time, what do you think your business would be like today if we had the tools today when we first got started? Because we got started similar-ish times, right? And we had to jimmy rig so many things because it wasn't available. And when you look at the technology now versus when we started, what are your thoughts about that? There are so many things that if I could go back and redo, I would redo. But given the time when we started and our knowledge, we just did the best we could with what we knew. We did not know anybody else who was running a business out of their home online the way we were. So we were just figuring everything out ourselves. I had never taken a business class. I had no background in business or sales or product manufacturing, anything. We were just taking it one step at a time. And we just, we did the best we could. And then when we saw a better way, we improved and we changed. And that has just been how we have run this business from the beginning. We just did the best we could. And then we we're always on the lookout for a better way to do things more efficiently, cheaper, um, offering better customer service, more quality product. And every year we've just upgraded and improved. Do you think that you would be, and this is going to be an easy question for you, but if you would have waited for things to be perfect, do you think you would have started or were you okay? Like apparently you were okay with like basically duct taping until you found the right solution. I had to learn to be okay. I am a perfectionist by nature and I want to be able to continue to tweak things and work on things and be presented in a way that I'm, I'm proud of. And I've learned that I have to just let go sometimes and just be okay with the fact that it's progress and not perfection and just keep working each day to make it a little bit better. I keep a list of all the things I want to improve and all the things I want to do better. And I try and hit as many of those things on the list as I can before the website launches or before we send out a big promo. But I have to be okay with the things that there are still things on the list that did not get hit. It may not make a difference in our sales. It may not make a difference in the way a customer perceives the product. You can't wait for it to be perfect because even after eight years, there's so many things that are still not perfect that we're just constantly adding to the list of like, we didn't think about that. We need to change that. Yeah. I think perfection is one of the major reasons that people don't get started. Yeah. And I'm like, no, just go take the duct tape. Just go be proud of that duct tape. So you can look <laughs> back and be like, whoa, look at the progress. Look how far I've come. It is actually one of the things I love to do. It makes me cringe in some ways to go back and look and think, oh my goodness. Some people will post pictures of them using our 25 Days of Christ product and it's one of the very first editions we have. And you can see it's like the homemade logo that we've printed it out on our computer on a label and you put it on the box. And it, some ways it just makes me cringe. And in other ways, I look at that and I think, oh my goodness, we have come so far and we have learned so much and we have, we have so much experience behind us. And it also goes to show that someone who bought it in the first years, they love it that they're still using it, that it was a quality product to begin with. And so to your point, had we not started, we would have, it was still a great product and it was ready for people to buy, even though it wasn't perfect. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Okay. So you've grown your business mostly through emails and influencers. Will you share how much you've spent on 
Facebook ads. And the reason why I ask this is because some people think that Facebook ads is the Hail Mary, the easy path to growing your business. But will you just share your strategy and if you've used Facebook ads? We probably have spent maybe $40 this year on Facebook ads. <laughs> <laughs> I think we boosted one post or one video. I really like working with influencers. They are people. They are families. They are putting a, a lot of time into their social media accounts and growing a community of like-minded people. And I love being able to give them our product, have them share our product, and then being able to compensate them for all the effort and time that they put into that community throughout the year to make that an engaging group of people who would be interested in our product. So I love developing relationships with influencers and we have several different influencers that we just work with every single year that they have converted well for us. Their community is like-minded and really embraces our kind of product. And I would much prefer to pay an influencer than I would Facebook. Yes, absolutely. Facebook has enough money, don't you think? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's support these influencers. Okay, so a lot of people get stuck with how to approach influencers or how to start working with influencers. What are your top tips of getting into these influencers that are not just converting a little bit, but are absolutely crushing it and helping you to sell out? I tried to develop a relationship first before ever hitting them up with our product. I will interact with them on social media. I will just send them messages in response to something maybe that they posted. And sometimes I will even just reach out and say, hey, I have something I want to send you for you to use with your family and not even pitch that I want them to share it. Tell them, I think it's something you will love. and I just want to send it to you. Um, most often those influencers will, after they receive it, they get it back and they will tell me, this is amazing. I would love to share this. And then that's kind of when we talk um, details on compensation and just how I want them to post or things like that. But it's just really reaching out and saying, I think, I mean, I know you and I think your family would enjoy this. So what's, what do you do? Like what's your strategy if they don't email you back. Like you send this box, you've invested the however much money it costs to get to them plus the product. You write them a lovely note and they never get back to you. I am okay with that because I just consider it an investment. Um, for every 10 that I send out, if five don't, it's a very small risk because I know I've had enough success with influencers that I know when you do find one that really converts it makes all those five that didn't respond, you just roll that into the cost of it. It is part of an investment for our business. Uh, this year we had an influence, we had several influencers, but one who did $50,000 in sales in one 24 hour period for us. So maybe those five who didn't respond back, I lost $250 total. But when you get an influencer who does respond and does convert, and does 50,000 in sales in a day. I'm okay with those, with those numbers. <laughs> Absolutely. Like some people think the influencers are the risk. I think Facebook ads are the risk. Like influencers know specific, not all influencers, we do have to clarify, not all influencers can sell, but when you find the ones that do, it is so worth it. 
Absolutely. And most influencers we work with are on a commission basis. So we're only paying them for the sales that they're making for us. So it's to work with an influencer on a commission basis, very low risk. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. So if someone's listening today and they're on the fence about if they should start or how they're going to find technically like find the hours in the day to start a business, what advice would you give them? My advice is the only sure way of failing is either not starting or quitting once you've started. That is the only way okay. you gar- the only way you guarantee yourself that you will not be successful. So if you go in and you say I'm going to start and I'm going to keep going no matter how hard it gets or how frustrated I get, you are already on your the path to success. I would also say that you want to dream big, have big ideas, but also start small. Be realistic with the time that you have and what it is that you can accomplish. If you can only start a one product website, start with one product on a website. That is fine. There's so many different avenues for success. You can do email lists, you can do influencers, you could do Facebook ads. There's so many different avenues. And I I would just suggest just picking one of them. For us in the beginning, it was an email list that it made the most sense. We were selling out. People were wanting to hand over an email in exchange for being notified. And so that's where we started was with email lists. And once we kind of got that going and into a system, we started it in on influencers and we've really hit influencers. And so you just, just take one avenue at a time. You don't have to be doing all the things all the time. That is the surest way to feel overwhelmed and just like you're not making progress in any area. So just choose one. And frankly, choose the one you feel most comfortable. I've never been one who loves social media for myself. And that is why I chose influencers over doing in live videos of myself or really pushing my own social channels as I, I would prefer to use an influencer. So choose the ones that makes the most sense either for your product or your business or just your personality or your, your time situation. Oh, it's so good. So good. All right. So many quotables in there. Katie, thank you for spending the time. I know you are so busy getting ready for the Easter rush. Can you tell everybody where they can find you? And then you have something special to offer them. Yes. So our website is newtraditioncrafts.com. On Instagram, we are New Tradition Crafts. On Facebook, we are 25 Days of Christ. And for anyone who is interested in checking out our products and our website, especially our new Easter products that will be coming out, we have a 20% off code that is ICAN. And um, yeah, come on over and see what we've got. I'll be buying that as soon as that email comes out. I'm going to be one of the first. (laughs) We loved the Christmas one. And just one other thing is thank you for putting this product into the world. I've told you about this before. I struggle with Christmas because it's so commercialized. And I sometimes, no, not sometimes. I usually don't put up the tree because I'm not that excited about it. But this year, well, last this December, I put it up in November because I was so excited to start with December 1st and bring back the real reason for Christmas. So thank you for bringing that into my home. And I applaud you for doing the hard things so that you can change lives. It is noted and very much appreciated. But thank you for your time, Katie. Thank you, Allison. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast episode. If you want to be able to dive into the zero to 100K system, if you want to be able to rub shoulders with like-minded people like Katie Oliver and so many others that you have heard and are about to hear on the podcast, all you have to do is go to 0-100k.com and find out how you can join the 0 to 100k system. And part of that system includes the private closed Facebook group where the additional coaching, the frequently asked questions, the excitement and fun happen on a daily basis. And I will also be leaving that link in the show notes. And remember, if you ever have any questions, feel free to shoot us an email at allison, A-L-I-S-O-N, at becauseicanlife.com. Hey, hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Because I Can podcast. If you've ever been interested on starting your online business, let me show you the three secrets to planning, launching, and growing your online store, even if you don't know what to sell. All you have to do is head over to 0-100k.com. That's where you can sign up for my free class. I'll go over why having a Shark Tank idea will make you fail. The little known trick that helped me to sell over $1.1 million in pillowcases with zero following. And the secret to running a business when my kids took a nap. And if you were like I was, you just wanted to earn some extra money for your growing family. That's exactly why I created this system. And it has helped thousands of people make their first dollar online and countless others to go on, make their first thousand, 10,000, a hundred thousand, and even crossing the million dollar mark. So go over to zero 100 k.com to grab your seat for the next class to find out how you can be the next one until next time. We'll see you later.